Welcome to the More Than a Mommy podcast. I am your host, Nakia Hines, and I deeply believe that we reach authentic healing through intentionality and candid conversations. I am so excited for you to hear today's episode, but even more excited that you are here with me on this journey to self-actualization. Let's get right into it. hope you are doing so well. I hope that the time that you've spent since the last time you've heard me speak and share this space with you has been wonderful. I hope that you have explored new ways to get to know yourself and those around you. And I hope that you have felt nothing but loved. If that is true, I am so happy for you. And even if my hopes for you have not yet actualized, I hope that you know that they will, that you deserve to be loved and to be cared for, that you understand that you are safe and worthy of safety, and that you are wonderful just as you are. Um, If this is your first time listening, my name is Nakia. I am a mom of a beautiful three-year-old and a wife of an evolving, wonderful husband. I am a daughter of the King. I believe in Jesus with my whole heart, and I truly feel that I was put on this earth not just to inspire, to teach, and to motivate, but also to disrupt, to disrupt inequities, to disrupt negative generational patterns and cycles, and to disrupt the attack and the lie of the enemy. So I'm here and right now I am very calm, but if you've ever seen me uh, in full throttle, you know I'm about that life. As uh, Sarah Jakes Roberts says, you know, I fully believe in being a demon bully. I'm from Gary, Indiana, and I'm going to rep that until I die. I'm not currently in Indiana, but Indiana is still in me. Not the cornfields that you may have heard about, but um, thug life, okay? Thug life, west side, okay? Um, As you can see, I'm also silly. I am very multifaceted, and one of the reasons why I have this podcast is because I know that the Lord has commissioned me to speak and to speak to those who have experienced similar things who are on similar trajectory blah trajectories and um to have convict can't clearly your girl needs to chill i'm not editing that out because it's also important for me to be raw and authentic here but to have candid conversations um some that maybe you won't have until you hear this or maybe you haven't explored because of the status quo that has been present in your life so that's a small introduction just in case this is your first time with me. If it is your first time, please rewind, go back through all the episodes and get your life blessed on today, honey. Um, But thank you so much for joining and tuning in. Today, I actually want to be kind of chill. I want to talk to you about what it really means to trust God and to trust the process. I hope that you walk away with an understanding of what it means to step out of the driver's seat like many of us are in and to really allow yourself to experience the gift of going with the flow and really just going with the understanding that God really has you. So let's just get right into it and keep it rolling.
So girl, now if you're not a woman and you are a man, I apologize for every time that I call you girl, but I hope that these episodes are so good to you and so valuable to you that you will just give me a pass and that you will understand that I love you too, bro. But um, I am more than a mommy. So I'm imagining that there are lots of mommies over here. And that's why I say girl, because I'm like, boo is me and you is me and you. <laughs> but I am all inclusive. So whatever your pronoun is, get this, get this content. Okay, boo. But anyway, so I recently had one of my lovely therapist-led uh, sessions. I advocate for therapy because I feel like the only way that we can show up in this world is if we show up whole. And I hope that, you know, maybe you don't need any therapy because you are perfect. But if you are not, if you have one ounce of imperfection in you, therapy will bless you. Okay. It's no longer taboo. This is no longer 1954. Get you a therapist. And there are too many avenues that offer free services or low and affordable services for you to be telling me any excuse. I don't want to hear it. Save it for your mama, not me. Anyway, one thing that really uh, struck a chord for me that I really want to share with you all is the concept of trusting the process. So even when I um, am in discussion with my therapist, I am looking at it always and processing it, processing it always through the lens of my belief as a daughter of Jesus. And so when she said something, she mentioned like Nakia what is the metaphor that will always remind you to trust the process? And she asked this, let me give you a little background. She asked this question because we were discussing something. I think I was asking like, you know, or I was discussing like the tools that are necessary in order to keep applying everything that I have learned over the years. And she kind of paused me and she was like, you sound like you're being a doer. You're not even stepping into this new season until August 16th or whatever the date is, and it's like months away, and you're already trying to control the outcome. And she shared that sometimes when we are trying to be proactive, trying to protect our peace, trying to keep our stress levels low, we are actually doing the opposite by uh, telling ourselves that we need to control the future, basically. excuse me, like, yes, it's important for us to put in work to be intentional about protecting our peace, but it becomes counterproductive when we try to control the outcome. So we can control the process. I can control my meditations. I can control going to bed on time. I can control protecting my peace through other avenues. But what I cannot control is what I don't know. And it made me start to think about the concept of trusting the process as a believer. Many of us don't feel comfortable. So if you think about... um Say you're like, so I'll use this example that my family recently did. If you've ever seen like those bicycles, they're kind of like family bicycles where there's a driver's side and then there's a passenger side and both people have to pedal, but there's only one steering wheel that will turn the bike. Okay. Imagine that. So the person in the driver's seat has to be trusted enough to know and the passenger has to know that this person will keep them safe. This person is 
capable of making good decisions. And this person is, um, you know, competent enough for the passenger to trust their ability to steer the bike and to make sure they don't fall down or go down any hills or in the middle of the street, right? So sometimes we do not allow ourselves to rest in the passenger seat because we don't trust who's in the driver's seat. Now, if you're anything like me, you're about to be like, girl, get out of my business, okay? Because yes, we are going there. We will experience things in life. And remember, I love you. We are. This is love coming out of my mouth, okay? This is not condemnation, but Jesus will convict us, us including me. It's me plus you equals us, okay? We will go through things in life not invalidating like the bigness of the thing, right? So grieving things or sickness or loss of job or whatever, insert trauma here, right? And instead of just relaxing and continuing that same like zen that I'm hoping that we were in when things were going good, how many of us get frantic? How many of us cry or cry out to God or panic? How many of us complain? When we do that, honey, it is essentially telling God, Lord, I know that I'm in the passenger seat and you have the wheel, but I'm about to take it from you because I don't trust that you have the ability to get me where I need to go or where I want to be. Ouch, right? I know. Ouch. Ooh. Ah. Oh, no. Like, that thing hurts, but it's the truth. And I think that when we, you know, I always used to say, like, you can't heal what you don't reveal. When we want to grow and we want to heal, we have to dig deep. Something that um, is like a common phrase with my team at work is that we have to go 80 feet deep. So that means we have to go deep down into the core in order to pull up all of these things that either need to be discarded or unlearned or relearned. And this is one of the things that I have recently understood, like, Nakia, you have to release your control of that steering wheel. Because if we don't release control, our bodies can never chill. If I'm just bringing it all the way down to like a sixth grade level, we cannot chill if we're always on go, always on ready, always feeling like we are the ones to solve the problem. And if we make it really practical, not even saying that, Lord, I don't trust you, but this also shows that we don't trust the people who are positioned around us to help keep us in that passenger seat when it's our time to be in the passenger seat. So like if that's your spouse and I, I can hear you, I bet you didn't know I could hear you because I just heard you say, well, if he would do this, then I could just, nope, nope, nope. Mm-mm. That's not, that's not it. Because guess who's, guess who's in charge of who? You're in charge of you and your response. And if you really want to come back, the question is, um, do you remember who said I do? Um, Because if you chose this man, you chose this man. Okay, I'm not I'm not going to throw no more shade, no more tea. I'm just saying we are the product of our of our choices. So we have to if you heard that last episode, we have to release the defeatist and victim mentality that life is happening to us and receive that life is happening for us. If you prayed about a thing, if you prayed about the people in your life and God is telling you that they should be there and that those relationships will work together for your good, then you have to also trust that he's going to do what needs to be done with them 
And by showing that trust, that's how you manifest the desired outcome. So when we trust the Lord it with our heart and our minds and our souls, right? We are showing him that we believe his word to be true. And the opposite is also accurate. When we panic and we freak out, when we look at Jesus on the water as we were walking to him, and then we start to sink because of our doubt, we're showing that like our trust in him needs a little work. And we're human, right? God knows this about us. It wouldn't be in the Bible if it wasn't an example for our real our real everyday life. Um, but I had just been really thinking about like, I am addicted to the driver's seat. Like, <laughs> let's just keep it 100. Like, there are times, there are people that I just adore, right? That I have met kind of fairly recently, like in the last five years or so, that when I am with them, it doesn't matter where we are going, I can relax 100% because I know that they have my best interest at heart. They have shown me repeatedly, repeatedly that they care for me, love me, and want nothing but the best for me. They root for me. I have to ask them never like to show those things. So they have built a sense of trust and safety for me. But that also has to translate to the relationships across the board. If there are people who really make me feel unsafe, I have to question why. I have to process that. And if I need to make any, you know, modifications or even eliminations, then I I am responsible for doing that because my safety and my feeling of safety is the only thing that's really going to unlock that unconditional trust. So um, this, I'll just full disclosure, this episode is not meant to be too heavy on like me sharing information because if you're anything like me, it's going to have to be a moment where you push stop at the end of it and really dig deep about like, okay, why do I feel like I have to control everything? Why do I feel like I have to do everything by myself? Why do I feel like people around me are incompetent enough to handle things? Is it because I'm expecting clones of me? Is it because I am expecting things to be done right? And I'm using quotations, right, meaning that the way I would do it is the only right way. Like we have to get curious about these behaviors in order to help them get out of our system. So I'm thinking about like that example I shared with the bikes. How can you, and I'm just trying to like offer up some practical tools. How can you communicate with that driver in order to kind of co-create a sense of safety? Because I know very often, and I have been 100% guilty of this, thinking of like a person is the cause of how I'm feeling when really it's my reaction to this person and my lack of responsibility in the situation. Whenever we think something is always somebody else's fault, we never point the finger back at us or put the mirror in front of our own faces to see what we can do or what we have done to contribute to the situation. So sometimes trusting means, first of all, admitting that we're not you know, at our full level of trust for whatever reason. God does not judge us. 
um, when we tell him the truth. He wants us to come to him and cast all of our cares to him. So if we explain to him, like, Lord, this is how I've been feeling. I realized that I haven't been showing trust in you because I am panicking or I am repeatedly crying out to you or I'm telling everybody about my problems instead of just resting in your word. And I need your help. I need you to show me rest in you. Show me rest in in your spirit and in your truth. And I think that has been very, very, very helpful for me, especially the concept of rest. Rest is not just sleep. And if you are on Instagram or Twitter, go find the nap ministry. So the nap, N-A-P, like you're about to take a quick nap to go to sleep, the nap ministry. And it's really not just about sleep, though sleep is so powerful and so crucial to any type of ailments or healing that your body needs. But it's also just about resting our minds, our hearts, our spirits, so that we can live these like lives God has created us for. I won't go, I'm really passionate about it, but I won't go too deep into it because when you look at her page, you'll see what I'm, you'll understand more about the message. But really capitalism has so much to do with why we are just on the go, why we can't just pause and um, really address ourselves in a way that is holistic, in a way that honors ourselves and our needs and not just like (laughs) the grind that never ends if we don't stop it. So first, you got to recognize like why or ask yourself, why do I feel like I have to be a doer? What am I trying to control here? After you answer that question, the second question needs to be, what makes me feel safe? So visualization is super helpful. You can think about like times where you have felt safe in nature, in a library, at a coffee house at your grandma house, like think about times and places where you have felt most serene and most safe. Um, And think about what made you feel that way. So this might require some journaling, some meditation. Think about the things that make you feel safe because the goal here is to cultivate that safety. Because when you start to cultivate that feeling of safety, you are allowing yourself to honor your parasympathetic nervous system. And um, I don't know why, like the coffee is not in me right now. So I'm not even hyped. Maybe I'm a little sleepy, but thank y'all for loving me for me and the stuttering that I'm doing today. But like, I'm, I'll probably have to do a whole different episode on our parasympathetic But if you're really interested in it, just Google it and you're going to be mind blown about the impacts it has on how we operate in our wellness, etc. But it's trusting the process and trusting our creator is allowing us to simply rest. So like, what is your anchor of safety? Ask yourself that, like, what is that one thing that you can come back to? And every time you will feel instant calm and safety and your energy is good. Think about those things as we cultivate that because when we allow ourselves to kind of just be like along for the ride, we have like the opportunity to still our minds, to still like our, some people have anxiety. You still that anxiety and by still, because I know some people think I have an accent, I'm saying S-T-I-L-L, not like a thief stealing in the night. We don't want to steal our peace away. I'm saying S-T-I-L-L to calm that thing. Um, when we calm it, it 
it can it just genuinely contributes to our overall wellness it shows us where we can find peace in other areas because if you're just walking around here with your guard up i can guarantee you that you don't have many fulfilling relationships and you don't have many fulfilling spaces which then makes you think that something's wrong with you and it's not that something is wrong with you because we are all products of our environment and what we have learned until we disrupt it so Sometimes it just means that we have to relearn a new pattern and cycle for ourselves so that we can have the lives that resemble what God created us for. And I keep saying that because I hope that that is something that replays over and over and over again in your subconscious. God created us to live our highest lives. He did not create us to come down here and be stressed out all the time. He did not create us to come down here and be angry all the time, to not seek rest. He rested as a model of what we were supposed to do, but we just be out here, girl. We be out here just thinking about things all the time. Oh, especially if you are a mother. Oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. Oh, did he do that? Oh, did we do this? Like, it's not sustainable. So the bottom line I'm wrapping up here is what makes you feel safe? How are you going to release that driver's seat mentality? Who can you trust? And do you trust God? I'm leaving you with questions because really this episode is a call to action. It's a call to self-introspection, really. I wanted to just offer you the platter and you put on it what you need to put on it for it to make sense to you. But please walk away with this knowing that you are deserving of rest. You are deserving of peace. Like I said in the intro, you are deserving of stillness. Gift yourself with that. Is the work easy of unlearning? Of course not. But it's honorable work because you are just looking at yourself and you are acknowledging and honoring that whole you, understanding that there are parts of you that need to be loved up to God's potential. And that is 100% okay. So I am so grateful for you. I hope you feel calm today. And you know what I'm about to say. Thank you for listening. Bye.